that is that our failures don't determine who we are, but it's what we do after we fail that most defines us. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Travel through time back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet, parking cars. Journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email Bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner, Bobby Bollinger. Does, does anybody ever feel like you are a failure? Except me. Or besides me. Well, I want you to know that maybe you're struggling financially. Or maybe you're going through problems with a broken relationship. Maybe you're even battling an addiction. Whatever it is. You know, I want to tell you that you're not a failure. You may be trying really hard. But it's just obvious that things aren't getting better. So you tell yourself, I'm a failure. But I want you to know today. That you are not a failure. You just have the wrong perspective on failure. You see, everyone fails. It's a natural human quality to fail. To err is human, goes the old saying. But, but what happens is, when things aren't working out for us, it's easy to transfer the circumstance of our failure to our being a failure. And that's another mistake that we just don't need to make. Because failure is a necessary element in our lives for us to grow. And failure is an especially important ingredient to your eventual success. Successful people will always tell you that every failure is a stepping stone to their success. So we're going to fail. And we're going to mess up. But it doesn't mean we're a failure. You only have to go back the last Monday night's football game, the Dallas Cowboys-New York Giants. <laughs> to illustrate my point, how many saw the game? So here we have Drew Bledsoe, our veteran quarterback. He's marching us down the field, and he's just a few yards from scoring a touchdown and getting us back in the game. And then with, with, with one quick reflex decision... He throws a bad pass. It's intercepted. And that failure leads to his being replaced and losing his job as a starting quarterback. And if he listens to the hundreds of hours of media talk about this or reads the miles of newspaper print about this, he would have to believe that he's a complete failure. But let me ask you, do you think that Drew Bledsoe 
should consider himself a failure because of one bad pass in a career that spans 14 years in the NFL record books a number of times for his passing skills? Well, I don't think so. And I think the fact that Mr. Bledsoe gets paid pretty well to do what he does and the fact that he's a good family man and he's got He's active in many charitable organizations, and I don't know all the, all the rest of very much about his life. But I think that he should have some perspective that he's not a failure. The truth is, he simply had a setback in his work. And you know, Simon Peter, the disciple, he was a confident man. And after connecting with Jesus Christ... He was convinced he was the one that the Lord could always count on. And he told him so. Even when Jesus told Peter that he would deny him three times before dawn, Peter didn't believe him. But when put to the test, Peter failed miserably, just as the Lord had predicted. And the word says that Peter went out and wept bitterly. And I'm sure he considered himself a complete failure. But later in the book of John, it tells us that after the resurrection of Christ, the Lord appeared several times to the disciples and Peter was there. And the third time the Lord appeared was when Peter and some disciples went fishing. And they were out fishing and they heard a guy from the shore say, hey, have you guys caught anything? No, they answered, not not paying much attention. And then the guy on the shore said, well, well, throw your nets on the other side and you'll catch them then. And so they did. And all of a sudden, there were fish everywhere. They were just jumping into the net. And one of the disciples said, that guy, it's the Lord. And before he could get the words out of his mouth, Peter just jumped in the water, clothes and all, headed straight to Jesus. He let the other guys haul in the fish. You see, Peter showed us right there. The most important thing that we need to know about failure. And that is that our failures don't determine who we are. But it's what we do after we fail that most defines us. Our failures, they're meant to be tough pills to swallow. And they're meant to be hard lessons learned. But in the kingdom of God, they are not to destroy us. Your failures are not to destroy you. Peter knew he failed. But he also knew that he loved the Lord. And he wanted another chance. And that's why I don't think it's a coincidence that the same day that Peter jumped in the water to get to Jesus, the Lord asked Peter if he loved him. Three times. You see, as many times as Peter could fail him, Jesus was going to encourage him and challenge him to a life of glorifying God. And what Christ did for Peter in spite of his failure, he would do for all of us. So you are not a failure. You are a winner in Jesus Christ today. And you just need to hold on. If you're having failure in your life right now, you just need to hold on. And you need to remember this scripture, which is Pastor Des's favorite. It says, being confident of this very thing 
that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. Can you say amen to that? If someone was going to write a book about you today, what would the main theme of your life be about? Stay tuned to hear about the only story that really matters. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. Has anyone ever just walked up to you and said, Hey, what's your story? Has that ever happened to you? Well, it's happened to me. And uh, that's the question I want to ask all of you today. What's your story? If someone was going to write a book about you today, what would the main theme of your life be about? There's a young man who's been getting a lot of media attention lately. His name is Tim Tebow. And if you are a sports fan, you will know about Tim Tebow. He was perhaps the most heralded football player to come out of college a few years ago. He played quarterback, and he won almost every award there was to win, including the Heisman Trophy given to the best player in the country, and he won a national championship for his school, uh, University of Florida. All through his college career, the one thing you would always notice about Tim Tebow is he would give a testimony of his faith in Jesus Christ at every opportunity. He even wore the scripture, John 3, 16, and that little uh, black paint under their eyes. And in fact, it was reported that after one game, last, uh, when he was in college, Google, the search engine, had over 92 million queries to the scripture, John 3, 16. It's amazing. Well, when Tim was drafted into the National Football League, uh, the professional level, all the experts said he would never make it. He was an unorthodox type of player. They said he didn't have the skills necessary to succeed. But what most experts in the media really did like about Tim Tebow is that he continued to display his faith to anyone who would listen. They ridiculed him. 
They even mocked him because he knelt beside the sidelines to pray. But to the dismay of all the experts, Tim Tebow continues to thrive and succeed as quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And the experts and the media, they don't understand it. And they don't like it. And the reason that they don't like it is this. Tim Tebow refuses to let anyone define him as just a football player. Because Tim's story is that above all things, he is a follower of Christ. Who just happens to be a football player. And he's determined that no one writes his story any other way. Now, you know, all of us have a story. And for most of us, there are things in our story that we wish weren't there. But I have to tell you that I've become a big fan of young Mr. Tebow. And not because of how he plays football. But because he understands that the only story about him that means anything is the one that says, by the grace of God and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Sure, we we all have lots of things going on in our life that we think help tell the story of who we are. We have families, careers, hobbies. But the question for us this morning is, are we defined by those things or by the impact of Jesus Christ in our life? If you were to tell your story today, what would it be? Years ago, when I was much younger, I had the privilege of meeting and spending some time with Pastor Rex Humbard. Now, some of you remember him. Anybody remember him? Now, he's gone on to be with the Lord. But he was one of the pioneers of televangelism. At the time that we met, his ministry was one of the largest in the world. Nationally televised programs, seen in countries all over the world. He was holding crusades, filling up stadiums around the world. He, he told me that he was preaching up to 300 times a year. One night while having dinner, I asked Brother Humbard, how do you do it? How can you keep up with everything that you've got going on? How do you even have time to study for so many sermons? And he motioned for me to come closer. I leaned over and he said, Bob, it's not that hard. There's only one story. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he said, it's my story. And it's the only one that I'm called to tell. And Bob, it's the only story that matters. You see, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, whether you're seven years old or you're 70, the only story that will ever matter is the one that says, by the grace of God, through Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Everything else 
won't matter very much. That's the story that will stand. That's the story that I want to define my life. And when we know that that's the story of our life, that's when we can love stronger. That's when we can reach higher. That's when we can give more and take less. That's when we can live to reach up to touch him and reach down to help others. That's when our story becomes his story. The Lord said in the message translation, he said, live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. I want the Lord to be the author of my story, don't you? Did you know that Jesus sticks closer to you than a brother? Listen to how Bobby's brother saved him from being beat up as a child and how Jesus is closer than a brother. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools, maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org. Stay tuned. I'd like to tell you about the new man in my life. He's absolutely amazing. He's bright, strong, and he lights up my life. He's Leo, the new versatile pocket light from Nebo Tools. Leo is so dependable. I won't go anywhere without him. Leo is fully dimmable, equipped with memory power setting, and has both work light and spotlight modes that pivot and rotate to direct the light wherever you need it. Leo sports a pocket clip, magnetic base, kickstand, and hanging hook to give me endless options for hands-free lighting. I absolutely love my Leo. Bobby enjoys reading every email you send and personally responds to most of them. Email him at bobby at onthebrightside.org. A long time ago. Let me tell you how long ago it was. When I was a teenager... Ah, oh, shut up. Okay, a long time ago, my brother Glenn and I got in a uh, pickup football game down at the high school uh, practice field. In fact, it was, I noticed this morning, it, I went to Richland High School, so it was the, the field you see, uh, you know, at Holiday Lane right there off of 820. And for the record, because when I thought about this, It was easy to recall this, that 820 was just the same then as it is today. (laughs) Those two lanes were there almost 40 years ago while I was playing football on the practice field. Anyway, we we didn't know all the other boys uh, that we were playing with, and I was probably one of the youngest ones on the field. And at one point, I was trying to defend against a long pass when I collided with another boy and he jumped up furious with me that I had knocked him down. So he jumped on top of me and started hitting me. When all of a sudden this blur came out of nowhere and knocked the guy like 10 yards. And when he got up staggering, my brother Glenn, the blur, (laughs) he said, if you want to hit someone, it'll have to be me. Well, the boy decided he didn't want to take his chances with my big brother. And I think the game ended right about there. So there you go. That's one of my big brother stories. And I have other stories like that because I have two big brothers. And 
You see, if there's one thing that I know for certain, and if you grew up with brothers, then you know what I'm talking about. It's that I can always count on my brothers to watch my back. It was like that when I was a boy getting into trouble. And I, I, it's still like that today when I get into trouble. My brothers will still stick with me. There's a scripture that says there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. The friend it's talking about is the Lord. And we have to know that that's the kind of friend that we have in Jesus. He's like a brother, only better. But no matter what you're going through, and no matter what you get yourself into, Jesus will always be there for you. He will always have your back. And you may be facing some difficult times right now, but I want you to know that Jesus sticketh closer than a brother. You may have to walk through some difficulty, but you're not alone when you do it. Just like a brother, he will always be there holding you up, giving you the courage and the grace to face what comes. And if we know that he's sticking with us through the tough times, then we need to know that he's also sticking with us when we screw up. A true brother never turns his back on you, and Jesus will never turn his back on you either. You know, Peter was one of Jesus' best friends. And Peter loved the Lord, but Peter messed up big time. And he denied that he even knew the Lord. But he was so sorry and repentant that after the resurrection and Christ was walking on the shore, when Peter recognized the Lord, all the shame, all the remorse, all the regret, it couldn't hold Peter back from the joy of seeing his friend. He jumped out of the boat and he swam as fast as he could to get to him. All that mattered was that he loved him and that he was alive. He was forgiven. He was restored. And he was never the same again. This is what the Lord said. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. And that's just what the Lord did for you and for me. He gave everything he had so that we could have everything. So today, whatever you have going on in your life, remember that Jesus is with you. He's watching your back. You can trust him now, and you can trust him tomorrow. We can be encouraged today, because Jesus sticketh closer than a brother. Turn to somebody and say, Jesus sticketh. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker 
number of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. 